Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Can we take our clothes off now? You're listening to Bandwagons. I'd kindly request that nobody take their clothes off, whether you're listening or whether you are breed. <laughs> it's always a no. <laughs> it's always a no. Um, how are you doing? Welcome back. Um, how are you getting Thanks. on? Any, anything anything new to add? <laughs> to about Since Friday. Since Friday, yeah. No, I did a lot of sunbathing this weekend. I'm only in. I've been out all day. Um, yeah, you're flat out getting that vitamin D on hammock now. Yeah, I got my mom sent me up a few bikinis as well. So I'm gonna be like, if I come out of this a bronze goddess, I'll have achieved something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've what achieved a lot of things. We've right, we've we've kept this up like miraculously. Oh yeah, um, and I made a lot of really nice Scoobies. I nearly finished yeah. New Girl. I finished Sorry, this. Can I? Can I ask? You put something up on the patron's close friend thing, which I thought was a Scooby, but then someone replied to you on the Instagram and it made me realise that I didn't know what it was. And it was like a... Yeah, you don't what, know what it is. What is it? So you remember on the primary school episode yeah. where I was talking about this game we used to play in the yard with elastic bands? Yes. It, okay, sorry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on to Hilda the other day and I asked my housemate went to Tesco and got me elastic, elastic bands. Um, but like basically you make this big like daisy chain out of the bands it takes three people so two people stand with the elastic bands around their legs um, and then the person in the middle jumps like either side of the elastic bands and there's like a rhyme and it's like England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales inside, outside, on the scales and on the scales or puppy dog's tails Hilda used to say you have to land on the elastic bands and then you just keep doing it and the two people bring it higher and higher up their legs until you can't land on the elastic bands anymore because it's too high I'll do a video for the Instagram. Yeah, I do actually. I think people would appreciate that. People like me, heathens. Um, what have I done since Friday? I started 30 Rock from the start. 
I'm on season four of the US office. Um, and I would say that's about it, to be quite honest. I got some <laughs> gems, so I'm going to try and do some like euphoria makeup maybe at some stage. What's euphoria makeup? Even though I haven't watched the show. Noreen? It's not really, well, no, not Do you know the TV show Euphoria? Just a black fringe and heavy eyeliner. I love that's where your mind goes to. Yeah, Claudia Winkleman. Um, <laughs> no, so like Euphoria is the TV show with Zendaya. I think we talked about this recently, but like they do like these, they're not mad makeup oh, things, but yeah, yeah. kind of famous now or as famous for the makeup looks that it did during the show. So I'm going to do kind of some inspired by things of that, potentially. And that's been about right. it. Exciting. Did you watch Normal People over the weekend? I you... sure did. Um, I was Took very a lucky. portion of my get... Friday. I was very lucky to get like an advanced screener, which I didn't think I was going to get, which gave me the first six episodes. And then when it would dropped on the iPlayer, I don't think we watched it. This... Did we watch it all this Sunday? Actually, I think we might have. We watched myself and... Uh, my house, my Jack. Maybe we didn't watch all of them, but we watched like another two and then watched the last four then the Monday, um, which would have been last week. And it's just devastated me. Like, But I'd read the book. Do you remember when we went to Paris? I remember you talking about the book. I remember a lot of people talking about the book. The, so the book came out in... Did you read it in Paris? I was reading it in Paris because... When we were coming back, the reason why I brought it to Paris and because I was reading it in Paris was I was reviewing it for a radio show. So I had to have it done. Oh, um, yeah. I was going to say, it wasn't really a kind of bring a book kind of holiday. It was No, like we, we, we went to Disneyland and we went on. We went to Disneyland and you were reading a book on the teacups. No, at one point you went for a nap and I finished reading it then. But um, yeah, I had to read it then. And I remember just being, there was a couple of times where like I had to put it down because I couldn't really cope with what I was reading. It just felt so close to the bone. And I'd never had that with a book before. And I remember then telling everyone who I could get my hands on to read it. And I lent it to my boyfriend and I lent it to a couple of other people. And it's just one of those things that never left my head. And then the TV adaption came around so quickly. And thank God it did at a time like this when all I needed was this distraction of something that I just, just a story that I adored so much but um yeah I got what? through very quickly but I kind of regret binging it now to be honest what part of it hit close to the bone because I didn't find that at all with it well maybe I didn't read the book now I only watched the tv series see so that like their whole relationship and like the sex that they have and that kind of the power dynamics between them like there's a line <sighs> there's a particular scene in the book where they're having sex and she says something in particular to him about like being like just so in love with him. And I think she's like sucking his finger at one point. I'm not making this sound sexy at all or like in any way intimate, but it was just the way it was written. It felt like you've opened a door and you were, you were watching two people like do it or you felt like you were Marianne or you felt like you were Connell. It was just, it was so, so, it was, and it just, I think it was reminiscent for me of so many encounters that I'd had with men and just so many warped, like, not warped, but like, just weirdly intense, like, sexual experiences. It was so, it was just mad how on, like, the button Sally Rooney got it, in my opinion, but. 
It's mad that you didn't have that reaction. Well, not that it's mad. People are like, you're you're allowed not have that reaction to things, but. I know, I didn't, like, I, obviously we'll get into it, but like, I I was texting you when I started watching it and I was like, I'm 15 minutes in and I hate this. And you were like, okay, you're going to need to give it a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, And then I like, kind of was like, right, I'll watch it because it's such a thing. And then I really did get into it. And now I find myself really defensive about it. Like if other people don't like it, I'm like, well, why? And like, I need to, I'm, I'm really protective over it now. I actually did really enjoy it. I don't know. I'm so, I'm so glad. I, was I still like, feel, I don't, I don't think I like Marianne. No, I don't think I dislike Marianne. I don't think I like Daisy Edgar Jones. To be perfectly that's honest. Fair. Um, before we get into get into any of that, right? I'll give you some backstory on the book, just in case yeah. anyone's coming at this. Having watched the TV show, which actually I will preface this by saying, um, if you want to watch the TV show and you haven't read the book, that's totally fine. Don't let any snobby people try and tell you you need to read the book. As someone who has read the book, you absolutely don't need to because they're incredibly close together. But, like, do you, basically. But, on the subject of the book, as I said, it came out in 2018. Um, it's Sally Rooney's second novel. First novel is Conversations with Friends, which is another one that I would really recommend. That's actually been turned into a movie, so watch this based on that. Um, became a bestseller in the US, sold almost 64,000 copies in its first four months of release. And the way I have been kind of selling it to people, which isn't a really good way to sell it, and I don't know how you, I'd be interested to see how you describe it, but it basically follows these two people who are just constantly being brought in and out of each other's lives having grown up together. The wiki description is a bit more broad, so I'll give you that. Um, It's a novel about complex friendship and relationships between two teenagers, Connell and Marianne, who both attend the same secondary school in County Sligo and later Trinity College Dublin. It's set during the post-2008 Irish economic downturn. Connell is a popular, handsome, highly intelligent secondary school student who begins a relationship with the unpopular, intimidating, but equally intelligent Marianne, whose mother employs his mom as a cleaner. Um, Connell keeps the affair a secret from school friends out of shame they, but then they end up attending attending Trinity together after she kind of convinces it to him to put it on her CAO um, and then they end up meeting in Trinity and reconciling because there's this whole thing in secondary school and it's the first time where the roles kind of reverse where Connell's like really struggling to fit in and Marianne's really popular and basically it's just they have this intense bond and all this trauma in their lives and these insecurities as everyone does and they just keep coming back to each other like kind of magnets. Um, the book was longlisted for the 2018 Man Booker Prize, voted the 2018 Waterstones Book of the Year and won Best Novel at the 2018 Costa Book Awards. Uh, in 2019, it was longlisted for the Women's Prize for Fiction and in the same year, the, ro- the novel was ranked 25th on the Guardian's list of the 100 best books of the 20th century. Go Sally Rooney, you legend. Um, yeah, I just, I'm sorry, something's on Sally Rooney. She's from the West. Her mom was uh, born in Casper in County Mayo. She's a Marxist, so she believes we all need to seize the means of production. And um, Sarah Jessica Parker is obsessed with her books. Oh. Um, some of the differences between the books and the TV show I'll get into now. So, sorry, if you haven't, if you're at this point, then you know there are spoilers ahead, because I know some people are watching along with BBC and RT, but like, we are going to ruin the plot of this show, so maybe if you haven't finished it, pause and go what back is, to it. What is the plot, though? 
Like, what is the plot? But this is, sorry, that is a <laughs> point as well because it's not really about the plot, it's about them. Like, yeah. right? the plot is like, you could argue that the plot is very mundane and it's just yeah. about these, it's about the characters. I was talking uh, to my family earlier about it and they were like, um, my parents only seen the first two but my sister's seen them all and she was just like, I just don't, like, she was like, I just don't understand, like, what was the story? Like, I, and I was like, I think it's a bit more subtle than a big obvious plot or a big plot twist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you remember in the TV show, Connell calling Marianne at the Debs? After the Debs? Calling her? He's like crying on the street and he's like, I'm really And sorry. she doesn't answer? Yeah. Yeah. The call happened in the book, right? But we didn't hear what he said. We didn't hear a conversation that went on. It's just kind of implied that he rang her. Um. But I thought that scene was really good. Paul Meskell is just a powerhouse in this, like... He's the King of Ireland. Panel. He is the King of Ireland. Um, if you are a patron, you'll know that I um, wrote to him... Soberly. Instagram. He Soberly, yeah. No, completely sober. Um, wrote to him on Instagram to see if he'd come on the podcast. Um, he has left me undelivered, so... But if he gets back, watch this space. Um, I sent him a very nice message. Like, I'm sure he's just gotten two million really nice messages, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I'd say he's flat out. Like, I'd say he is inundated with just people putting up screenshots of his big, ga sculpted from the cliffs of Moorhead. I thought I'm so glad you said head. I did not know where you were going with that. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. He he said on the late late that he if he puts his phone down for five minutes and picks it back up, it's like two hours worth of replying to people. Yeah, that's what Sarah Breen said, um, who wrote, who co-wrote the Ashling books and previous guest of the show. She tweeted saying that her new favourite sport is watching Paul Meskell's like followers just go up because it's just been like at the start of the series, he had like eight or nine thousand when I had looked now and he's at like two hundred thousand now. Oh, my God. This place where we should get him. Will we get him some balloons? We should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we'd get them to him. A balloon bouquet. Yeah, people love balloon bouquets. Um, that scene where um, do you know Marianne's dickhead brother? I can't remember his name. Yeah, who cares? Paul is it? He, no, that's do you Paul know where? Mescal. No, this that's Paul Meskell's <laughs> name. Um, do you know where he rings the dish rag out on Marianne's head? Oh yeah. Sure. In the novel, Alan. um, he, he spits in her face. He does spit in her face another time though, doesn't he? Oh, does no, he? Some, someone spits on her, definitely. See, the, I I need to reread the book again because there are some bits of it. When I was reading through this, I was like, what the hell? Like, I really didn't think there were this many differences. Um, Anyone who's his read name, the book, His name was Alan, just to... Oh, yeah. It. Why did I have Frank in my head? That's his real name. Frank Lake as Alan. Oh, that'd be it, yeah. Um, Peggy, her dickhead Trinity best friend. She oh, actually, yeah. And I forgot this as well, but she plays a much bigger role in the book. And I think the reason for that is just to kind of show how, like, the toxic friendships or, like, the toxic people Marianne seems to, like, be drawn to. Yeah. Um, but your one who plays Peggy is unbelievable. Like, she just, you just hate her, like, and she's not she even... She looks in... so familiar, but I don't know why. Yeah, doesn't she? She looks uh, like she was in Raw or something, but probably wasn't. <laughs> It's all, it always comes back to Raw. It does. Char- or the clin- Maybe she's in the clinic. What? Maybe she's in the clinic, yeah. What's Charlene McKenna doing now? Other than social distancing. 
Oh, Coleman, our friend. We should see if she's around to come on at some stage. Talk about, <laughs> talk about um, what? I don't know, bro. <laughs> um, the BDSM scene with Lucas in Sweden. Um, yeah. do you know, she like kind of comes to this realization where she's like, "I'm done with this. I'm just yeah, leave. I don't want this." What What actually prompts her to leave is that Lucas tells her he loves her during like a session where she's tied up and they're taking. But that doesn't dirt. happen in the show. That's what I'm saying. It happens in the book. Why would you leave that out? That seems like a very... Because it's not really explained in the show why she actually gets up and leaves other than like an internal epiphany. Yeah. Um, Helen and Connell. God love Helen, the poor fucker. Connell's like girlfriend, the doctor, where she's studying. Oh, yeah. Um, that is kind of barely addressed in the book, whereas it got like a decent kind of scene of when he's really struggling with depression in uh, Trinity Accommodation. Um, do you know when he kisses, when him and Marianne break up and he goes back home and he ends up shifting Miss Neary? Oh yeah, it's like the chipper. Um, in the book, it's way more complicated than that. And this was another thing that I completely forgot and only that my housemate Jack said it to me. Um, Connell ends up visiting Miss Neary's house when he's living back in Sligo. And he's pushed into a non-consensual encounter. And Marianne finds out about it later. Consensual. Non-consensual. Yeah, you said non-consensual. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> well, it's all one. That means, that means to an end. Um, Marianne ultimately declares she'll kill Miss Neary if she ever goes near Connell again. Jesus. Yeah. Listen, all I'm saying is someone needs to contact Board of Education about that woman. Regardless. Regardless. Yeah, they were not into it on live nine, I'll tell you. They were no, they were not. Um what else? Sorry, the ending, right? Um, do you know you you said you weren't very happy with the ending, were you? It just it wasn't really a, anything. Okay. It wasn't it like like it, it just it was more like a comma than a full stop, if that makes sense. Fair. Yeah, a lot of people, when I said it on Insta, or when I finished it on Instagram, a lot of people wrote to me being like, not really sure about their ending, or like they were, it was kind of a very stark ending for them. That's the only thing where I'm like, if you read the book, right, in the book, it's actually way more comma-like than even in the TV show. So like, the end literally comes kind of out of nowhere. It's like the last page of the book, pretty much, where Connell basically turns to her and is like, I applied for this M MFA program in New York, and I've gotten it. And Marianne's that, like, okay, you should go. That all happens in one page in the book? Pretty much, like, yeah. That seems a bit rushed, like a rushed ending. And then, like, and then, like, whether he actually leaves is pretty much up to the reader's interpretation. So that's, there's kind of, like, a sliver of hope. <laughs> the, the article that I've taken from this says, um, leaving a sliver of hope that somewhere out there these sexy morons made it work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, obviously, if you've watched the TV show he brings it up and they seem to discuss it over a number of weeks. Like the whole thing of Marianne coming home for Christmas happens. Yeah. It's is her that not in the book? Dublin house. Uh, that is, but like, it's, that's the not, order. that's not the order of events. Um, like in the TV show, like they're like sitting on the ground in her Dublin house where they've moved out of now. And she's like, I think you should go. And he's like crying. Christ. I was like a, a raving lunatic crying at the end. Like a raving lunatic. Why? Crying. Oh my God. Because it's just, he's like, I'd be dead without you and I don't know where I'd be without you and just, 
But now oh. I'm going to be without you. Like, it just doesn't, does not up for me. But then it's just like, are they ever, are they going to find their way back to each other like they always do? While also internally me acknowledging that they're like absolutely not right for each other at the same time. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I really, really thought one of them was going to die. So in my head, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, don't get too emotionally invested because one of them is going to die. And then, because I think I'd said it in front of you at some point, I was like, oh, one of them dies, don't they? And you just didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, fuck, I ruined it for myself. And then yeah, no and one the, died. There's him. Well, like, Connell's friend died. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know, I ruined it for, I like, I built it up in my own head to be a bigger thing than it was. Do you know, in the book as well, though, right? So do you know the scene where Connell drives to Marianne's house to, like, dig the head off her brother, basically? Or, like, to get her from her brother because he's being an abusive dickhead. Yeah. Um, In the book, he's after, like, drinking a can or something. Or he's after, like, having, like, a few cans to the point where it's kind of implied that he's not hammered, but he's had a drink. And he drives over to the house. And my housemate had said that when he was reading this, he thought that like he was going to die on the way over because he'd been drink driving. But in the TV show, that's another difference as well. In the TV show, he's seen pouring out the can into the sink just before Marianne calls him. And Jack was like, was that a way of them trying to be like, drink driving's not right, don't do it. Or like to not be like... Probably not... like... Oh yeah, absolutely. Because like drink driving is not right, just FYI. And he's so... become such an icon now. You don't need uh, him promote like Connell promoting that. Yeah. You can't have him. He's problematic enough. You can't throw in, like, the drink-driving implication, you know? Yeah, no, he doesn't. He's far that. too much. Far um, much. Is, are they all the differences? They are all the differences, yeah. Okay, cool. I want to talk about the TV series itself. Because I actually heard yeah, a few people who, who were working on this last year, and obviously I hadn't read the book, but it had been such a big thing um, that, like, people, like, I knew it was being shot, and I knew it was a BBC thing, like the, like the English were coming over to shoot it in Ireland, but it was half, it was Element Pictures who did it for Hulu and BBC. So um, Element are actually the company that are going to do the Ashling movie as well, I think, aren't they? They sure are. So that'll be good. Um, yeah, so it was shot in Sligo, directed by Lenny Abramson and Hedy MacDonald. Do you want to know a fun fact? I do want to know a fun fact, yeah. I've been in a Lenny Abramson movie. What Lenny Everson movie have you been in? Room? Uh, no, What Richard Did. When were you in What Richard Did? In 2012. 2011. How did that come about? I just watched it. I just watched the first... The, like, I'm in... There was, like, a scene three minutes in where all these teenagers go to the beach and it was shot in British Bay. And I was in, like, fifth year or something. And me and my best friend at the time, Kira, was, like... She was a big drama head and so was her sister... And their drama school got asked to be extra, extras or whatever. So me and her and her sister took the day off school to go and be like sit on the beach in British Bay. But like you had to bring, it was class. You had to bring like all your summer clothes and it was November or something. And the, ca- oh, like, the co- costume designer picked out your, would pick out your outfit and be like, you're going to wear this. Um, and then you had to sit on the beach in like the freezing cold with like fake fags and fake cans and just pretend you were like, Mitching for the day but it was so like it took genuinely like 10 hours and it was freezing i was gonna say you must have had the arse frozen off yeah i and you were sitting like proper sitting on sand like i will never forget how cold i was but it was so cool it was so so cool and i just looked at it there you can see me if you squint i'm in it 
But uh, why don't we do that for Movie Club? What the fuck is what Richard did about? <laughs> it's Jack Rayner. It was his big break, and Patrick Gibson as well. He's in what's that? The OA. Uh, they not, they were nobodies, and your man who played Sam and Raw, I was starstruck <laughs> by him. I How could did not believe. Come back to Raw? <laughs> I could not believe he was there. Like I was following him around. Um, yeah, it was mad. We'll, but anyway, we'll definitely do that for movie club at one stage. No, anyway, it's, no, we won't. Back um, to actual normal people as opposed to Wexford people. Yeah, my initial impressions of it was that it had it really banged a BBC. I think I said this to you and especially when Marianne spoke for like the first episode I was like something's going on here is she English like I was like something's just not clicking with me um and she was but like I feel like I was the only person to actually think that because I've asked a few people and they were like I would not have known she wasn't wasn't Irish okay right so the thing for me is because I had obviously read the book as well I had two very specific images and like voices in my head for Marianne and Connell right and yeah. in my opinion and not just because he's a lash Connell is like they cast him perfectly yeah he had and I know people our Sligo correspondent Rihanna Waters said like his Sligo accent was perfect even down to the way he paused about saying things right um and now Daisy Edgar Jones who plays Marianne had said she basically just like would just imitate Sally Rooney and like copied her voice and whatever um and She's like ahead of her as well yeah and paul is said like paul mescal has said that it's one of the best irish accents he's ever heard from her and like he's obsessed with her though he'll say anything <laughs> she is in real life in real life um, as well obviously you're not gonna be like well my co-star's accent was actually quite shit <laughs> well yeah i know breeze but like like the thing is i don't buy it like i i don't buy it it's de- it's not the worst accent I've ever heard, right? No, like, it's definitely not. And like, there's obviously a thing of her accent has to be different because it has to reflect the fact that she's more upper class than him as well. So like, it's a very specific kind of accent and it's just not one that I find particularly good on the ear anyway. But I wasn't, and I don't know if I still am, and it's not a reflection of her as an actor because I think she, like, she acts really well. Just in my head, she's not my Marianne. And that yeah. was all well, I'd heard a lot of people say because like in the book, like Marianne's like not like conventionally like really beautiful in the way that she is. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't ignore that. Like she is really good looking like. And that's yeah. not Marianne is in the book. And I know a lot of people have said that, that they're like, how are you supposed to believe that this guy who is essentially like all, the ultimate jock of the year ends up going for like it's supposed to be totally unbelievable whereas like it's kind of not like they're both very good looking you know um I do get what you're saying in terms of it being there is a bang of BBC off it but for me it's also in terms of the content it's so Irish and I've never I don't know like I, there are like Connell is so like Connell I've met 20,000 Connells in my day like it's so familiar to me I know him I like you know, just to look at, you know, everything about him, kind of. And she, I just didn't feel the same way about her, which is probably the point of the character, that she's not, like, typical country Irish, because she is so upper class or whatever. But then, and then the Trinity scene, I really had issues with the Trinity scenes, because, I don't know, I just couldn't picture that actually being Ireland. 
And <laughs> but just but like, I don't but, know. I but then people that have gone to Trinity got on to me and were like, no, that's exactly what it's like. And then other people were like, no, that's not what it's like at all. So it just depends. It is probably a side of Trinity. Oh yeah, I just, absolutely. I found it. I found it to be very British, and I didn't. I don't know. I didn't buy into it as being in, in Dublin. My. My friend went to Trinity as well and her mom read the book and she hadn't, I actually, I don't want to quote this. I can't remember if my friend read the book anyway, but she said her mom had said that she thought Trinity came across really badly in the book. Um, But like, as you said, that's definitely an experience that some people had and it's reflective of the experience that Sally Rooney had of being in this room with people who were in like smoking jackets and just... Yeah, literally... Like just that elbow that, patches, that pong of money. Like, but like, it's yeah. I I get what you're saying, but I think it's also because like, uh, like obviously it's really hard to believe that because we didn't experience that. We went to fucking culty clown college. Do you know? Literally, we went to college with a whole lot of Connells. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it was wall to wall Connells, wall to wall gas shorts, wall to wall muju, all yeah. day every day. Like, we knew nothing about elbow patches. We knew nothing about literally journals like i love when he shows up to the italian house and he's there in his in his ga shorts with a backpack on i was like this that's so accurate like that is every irish lad i know but i don't know maybe it's just one aspect of ireland yeah like it's but i and to be honest though i would be in i would be interested to see who you asked from trinity who said that it's not like that and then i'd question was it because they were in that circle and couldn't see outside it do you know? Like, it's it's an interesting one. I don't know. Yeah. And then I was talking to Val. Val watched it all as well. And she was like, I was like, I don't know. There's just some parts of it where I really recognise it as being so Irish. And then there's other parts where it doesn't, like, I just can't get on board with it at all. I'm like, this could be literally anywhere in England or anywhere else. Like, And she was like, ah, there's some parts like that you don't even realise you're watching that are just so familiar to you that you don't clock. Like when he when she gets out to queue for the bus, like that's as an American watching that, you're like, wow. Val literally said, wow, what a shanty town, like like the chipper and the pubs and the the bus stop and all. But it is so typical Ireland that like it's getting the bus back to college that everyone that experience a lot of people like the Debs and all, though, of like. Going that's to, the thing, like, uh, well, I didn't have that because we had to, we had a reunion. We didn't get to bring people, but do you know that whole like that whole thing of going to meet the pair, going to meet the dad, and being really awkward. And, yeah. Do you know, like, it's how often do you see that portrayed in media? Like, it's all prom this and prom that, and bloody. That's the thing. Yeah, maybe it was it was so Irish I didn't even realize what I was watching. Do you know what I mean? My my sister in law and my brother dream. watched it watched it in America and she was like I think I would have went to Trinity and I think I would have been at all those parties in the quad I was like you have no idea what you're talking about but just ba- purely based on this yeah yeah but I even think the way the whole thing of like uh, like it's very stereotypical kind of like I do understand what people, why people would get a bit precious about it as well maybe if you were a Trinity student and you went and this whole thing of having to portray that really like woke, like loves the bag, like really op- really sexually like open and whatever, like having to, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Do you know? Apparently they used actual Trinity students in those scenes. Oh, really? 
Yeah, real life Trinity students from featured in the series while filming at the university. Yeah. Actually, they could have just been in the background. Again, from what I and it's from what I've heard of it, and as I there's all sides to every college and whatever, but I mean there's a reason why Trinity has that image and like there has to be a grain of truth in it, like, do you know? Yeah, fair. Um just on Marianne's house being like such a big wealthy mansion. It was actually filmed in Enniskerry, that house. Oh gosh. It's not, not in Sligo at all. It's in it's um near Paris Court. Rats out. That's her house in Sligo. Her yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah, her house in Dublin was on Wellington Road in Ballsbridge. Which is insane. Like I genuinely imagine living in there for college. Like wasn't it mad um looking at like spotting all the places from Dublin and all at one point that's I literally yeah I have a list of all the places that we spot like that you would know um well not that many actually the Fumbly (laughs) Cafe and Stables is used I knew I knew it was there I sorry I saw it I was that's Fumbly it was used as a Swedish cafe that Marianne visits and so was Forest Avenue in Ballsbridge which is another cafe I think um and then there was I think there was a place, uh, I think it was a PMAX. I think it was PMAX or somewhere, but I thought it was Mary's because, you know, when, they, when she goes, when they all meet up and they play pool and Marianne's friend comes and she gets introduced to Connell and she really fancies Connell. And they're it in is this place. PMAX, but it, but it doesn't look like PMAX because it's so bloody well lit. Like PMAX is never that well lit, you know? Yeah. I thought it was Mary's because of the big, you know, the big menu sign in the background. Yeah. But um, there, yeah, they also filmed in there. And then on the New Year's Eve where they're walking through by the stag's head at the back of the mercantile, walking down that little, little Oh, yeah. Way. I love that. It really made me very yeah. nostalgic. We were only there recently. <laughs> that was the last time we were out. I no, know. it wasn't, but like one of those times. One of the last times. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't realise it was set in, like it's all shot in Tubber Curry. We know people from Tubber Curry, don't we? Why do I know Tubba Curry? That's the thing. I feel like I've heard someone talk about it a load. It's not yeah. ringing any now, but good for Tubba Curry. That's all I'll say. Um, did you know Daisy Edgar Jones wore a wig for the early episodes? I believe that, yeah. That fringe. Actually, like... yeah. I loved when they did the kind of jumping. I think it was in the very last episode where they flash back to when they first met. And they actually aged them so well and so subtly that you don't cop until it flashes back that they look much older. Like they look yeah, funny, I, whatever. I think I think it's more obvious with Marianne, definitely. Yeah. You know, him as well. Like it just, I don't know how they did it. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Power of television. I know. Um, but I want to talk about the main feature of the whole series, which is Connell's chain. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else there again, but talk to me about Connell's chain. <laughs> not as early. Um... So yeah, apparently, like, was this the thing in the book that he wore this like silver, really skinny chain, and it's just he just has it the whole time, and it's just really sexy. I don't, no one knows I why. I, I can't, I can't really remember. Probably like, I don't. Well, I don't think it was as much of a. It's hard to make it as much of a thing in the book when it's so visual, you know. Yeah, Vice did like a fifteen hundred word article trying to unpack. Of course, erotic, they did. <laughs> attempting of to unpack Vice its erotically charged appeal. Um, and an Instagram account, account entitled Connell's Chain launched a few days ago and has already gotten over 20,000 followers. Um, ASOS have also said that their sales of neck, chain, neck chains have skyrocketed 130% in April and its top selling chain was £6. It's already sold out. Like Kate Middleton like, could never. Do you know what I mean? Honestly. Yeah, cultural impact. Uh, Culture impact, like influencer extraordinaire Connell, like, and the show's costume designer Lorna Marie Mugen said that on the last day of filming, um, Paul Meskel gave the chain to Daisy, and he it become very important. To him. So he, gave, he gave it to her as a gift when they were filming, finished filming. That's so nice. That's pretty cute. Like that, she could definitely sell that. It. Like. Well, I was I was gonna go down the line of cloning, but <laughs> that's where. <I'm> <laughs> of course you were. Of course um, I was. Do you know who my favorite person in the whole series was? Who? The Donegal roommate Niall. Oh I my god, he's Donegal. iconic. He was from. I Denver. love him. No, he he sounds, I, he he sounds like Donegal or Derry. He deserves everything and more. So he's the guy. So basically, as we said, like Connell and Marianne have very different experiences in their lives because they just come from completely different backgrounds. And whereas Marianne has this like second house that she can stay in while she's attending that college and family over. own. Yeah. yeah. Connell ends up having to share a room in a house with a guy he's never met who ends up becoming like a really good friend of his and he goes traveling with. And his name is Niall and he's from the north and we have to stand. He's just got crack. He's just, and he, it's a He's so Irish. Like every single character, I think for me is uh, was absolutely buying on in their casting. Like him, like apart from every, that scene. I st- I still I would say that I don't think she was terrible because she is a great actress. Just in my head, can she put that on her CV? Yes, she can. Yeah, yeah. Um, put on her LinkedIn. I'm sure she cares about what Even I. Even the jokes didn't think I was terrible. <laughs> I didn't think I was terrible. Um, but yeah, no, like, but even to have those like smaller players, like Jamie, your man who played Jamie, like, oh God, did he play a dickhead well? Like, was, did you not think he was a bit of a caricature though? No, I wouldn't. Like, it's because it's kind of very clear in the book as well that he's on this upturn of like, he's just so 
he's he's I think he becomes really aware that he will that he'll never live up to whatever Connell was and he never gets to, and he'll never be that despite this whole thing of like him trying to have all the power in the relationship with Marianne it's just I I get your point I wouldn't agree but he's so good like you just want to dig him repeatedly yeah. like yeah um, yeah no Niall is really good I'd love to I wouldn't mind because people are saying like is there going to be a sequel is there going to be a second series like absolutely not I don't think um, no but I, I would love a comedic follow-up of uh spin off or just Niall trying, trying to navigate um Niall and Karen was it Karen Oh, I couldn't tell you about. No, not Karen. What was the girl that she lived? What was the girl that she was friends with in college? But was actually actually seemed pretty decent. Oh, Joanna was like nice, Joanna. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. I think that she like that was the what was what's the word like the uh, the opposite of your one, the bitchy one, Peggy. Peggy, yeah. Yeah. I get that. I feel that. I feel that. I felt that. That's I all the notes that. I have on it. Um, I think we have to... Oh, sorry. In terms of... Do you remember... Did you watch Skins? No. Well, yes, I've seen Skins, but I, I don't think I religiously watched it ever. Did you recognise... Do you know Marianne's first boyfriend when she goes to uh, college? When she goes to oh, you said this, yeah. Was he a big, um, big character in Skins? I see. I didn't watch a series of skins either, but I was just going to say, if you're a person that has been like, I know that face, but I can't figure out where he's from. So his real name is Sebastian D'Souza and he was in generation four or five of skins. So that's where you know him from. Cause I don't know if he's done much else. Hateful, but, um, if all you do are normal people in skins though, it's a pretty good. Yeah. You're not, uh, Sorry, do you know what other follow-up I'd like? I'd love a novel that follows um, his mom, uh, Connell's mom, who's played yeah. by Sarah, who you will she know was class. in Double Murders. She is on, she is so good. Because the first I saw her and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, she's not old enough to be his mom. But that's literally also the point of the whole story is that she had him, like, really a teenager. Up. But yeah. she's just, she's so good. And her performance is getting, like, rave reviews as well. Yeah, even though she's not even in it that much. But I think she's so effective in what she does because that mom, even in the book, like not necessarily like a massive key player, but that whole scene of her like stopping the... Do you know when he's like, oh, I asked your one, the other girl the day, Sarah, I think. Oh, yeah. And she stops the car. Rachel. And she stops the car and she's like, you are... What what is wrong with you? Like, it's so good. But that's... I have seen this on TikTok, though, of people being like... um, the most unrealistic part of normal people is the mom having any cop on that her son is like a complete another other plonker. And I yeah. kind of have to agree because Irish families, they do think the son comes out of their son's holes. So true. Um, will we talk about Liveline? I don't I forgot, I completely yeah. forgot about Liveline. I've just calmed down. Sorry. And now you're, you're um, going to ride me back up again. So, uh, Loyal listener, Sinead, who I know would be listening. So she alerted me to this on Instagram. She's like, you need to turn on Live Line now. This is towards the end of last week. She's like, you need to turn on now. There's a priest uh, on and he's giving out. Was he a priest though? So I he cannot. Never, he never said he was a priest, but they tried to get it yeah. out of him. And he... 
So sorry, I cannot confirm if he was a priest, but I can confirm. Very priest like views. Um, this was the man, if you remember during the um abortion referendum, he yep. put the no up on the mountains in Sligo. Of course he did. He's from and Sligo. And I have that from my other Sligo correspondent, Alison Ring, who told me that. Um so anyway, Sinead got to me and she was like, there is a man who may or may not be a priest and he is giving out about the writing on normal people. I was like, okay, that's incredibly normal behavior. So I turned it on and lo and behold, he, him and Joe, yeah, him and Joe were talking about um, like this kind of sex before marriage thing and what it implied and whatever and what the male equivalent of a slut was and it was just basically his issue. Well, it was actually another woman that had rang in as well and basically said that it wasn't. There was loads of them. Oh, there was, yeah, there was loads of them. But like the initial two people, your one had basically said that, like, if anyone hasn't seen this, like the second episode basically revolves around them riding for the first time. And each episode is only 30-ish minutes long. And the riding takes up like at least 20 minutes of the episode. No, I mean, it doesn't, does it? It does. It takes up at least half the episode. It takes. I don't up, think it does. It, it does. It does. Are you just making this up there? Or did you actually? No, I'm not making this up. It takes up more than half the episode. Like that whole thing okay. of like, um, like start, like starting to get into it, like them. It's a long scene. It's not just them having sex, but it's that whole that lead up. Yeah. After for a half an hour episode, like that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. There is a lot of sex, I'll give you that. Um, yeah, like it's an unbearably horny show is what I keep telling people. But um, the female caller whose name I can't remember, she's like, oh, it's like something you'd see in a porno. To which Joe Duffy is like, well, what would you see What would you see in a porno? And she's like, I don't know, I've never seen one. To which I'm like, I'm going to go out and ram my head off concrete wall. Literally, <laughs> it didn't get any better from there. She was the first caller. Yeah. And that was, it... If you've seen the scene, right, it is like, explicit in the sense of I've never seen a sex scene like that in which it's like very openly consensual Um, he can't get her bra off which was like actually I read something that um that actually happened and they just kept it in or like he couldn't get the bra over the top of her head that wasn't supposed to happen but he just couldn't figure it out but they kept it in because it was like more realistic Um, like he she asked if he, if, or about using a condom or whatever and like they're kind of speaking throughout it I know a couple of people said that the scene should be used in schools as like a clear yeah. example of what sex is because it's so far removed from what you'd see on like Pornhub. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's so not similar. But anyway, your man's issue was just that basically he, like it was the age of the characters because obviously those first scenes, they're both still in sixth year and like the age of consent in Ireland is 17 you would assume because they're in sixth year, they're both 17. Few and far 16 year olds do the leaving search. I was 18 in sixth year. I was, mm -hmm. I was 17. Um, like, it's, anyway, his issue was the age and like her issue was that she seemed much younger and that she was being exploited, exploited and that's going to, going to encourage sex before marriage. Like your man, Tommy, ultimately had an agenda which was about like... Religion religion and abortion and what if they had sex and it resulted in a crisis pregnancy and as you oh. have said, like joe duffy was so hilariously biased so he was but there was just like his whole argument was like the hypothetical about like a fictional book 
Do you know, it was like, well, what if the character had gotten pregnant and needed an abortion? It's like, oh, that didn't happen. Like, so. So a gal. It's so much hypothetical. The, a gal rang in in defense of the series and was basically saying about how, like, if you compared it to On Trail and stuff. And uh, did you do On Trail for the Leaving? I didn't. No. I, um, I know. I kind of know the gist of it. And well, like, basically the story that she said was about a girl, I think, who's sexually assaulted and yeah. uh, is like. Gets pregnant and. Yeah, ends up uh, killing themselves. There, there should be a trigger warning on this episode. I'm really sorry. Um, and she kind of goes to her man Tommy, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I'm sure you'd be very interested in that." And it's just like, "Oh, like sick burn." But like, what else did I see about it? Like, imagine creating something that, like, that causes people to ring in Lifeline to have a banger about. That's the kind of the dream, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine someone um, ringing in being like, um, "I worked on a show, and they rang Lifeline about, about bandwagons." What show was that? Can you say? Um, it was National Treasures. Like it was like a antiques roadshow kind of thing. But someone had brought on a leather strap and talked about like what a like what historical significance it had. Like obviously back in schools, um, and people rang into Liveline going mad, being like, "How dare you call this a national treasure?" It was like it was actually really sick. But it wasn't about like it wasn't praising the, like it was people just were just acknowledging like, the history acknowledging the, the significance of it yeah in Irish yeah. history and people went mad just purely because of the title of the show um, which is gas I also loved the mom that rang in um, to defend it and she was like I have two teenage boys I'm happily she was like because the guy Tommy I think it was he rang in he was like well now I'm only ringing in because several married women from my community have gotten on to me now and want me to fight this or like to ring in about this and she rang in and her opening line was like, hi, I'm a married woman. I can speak for myself. And she was just class. She was so funny. And she was oh, so say? entertaining. And like, go back and listen she, to the podcast. He was like, she was like, he was like, do you have an issue with sex outside of marriage? And she was like, no, not at all. As long as it's like respectful, whatever. And between two people. And uh, he was like, right. And he was like, why did you bother getting married then? If you were okay having sex outside of marriage? And she was like, cause I love my husband. <laughs> And there's more to marriage than sex. And he was just like, yeah, right. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> like he was just. And he, he kept using really... the word like fornication. Fornication. Like, like, are you like, we can say, just say writing. Do you know, do you know that, that, do you know that meme of Jujube where she's like, just say, like that's Jujube and she's like, just say writing. Yeah. Yeah, and it was all like, oh, men getting girls into bed. And, and Joe was like, have you ever seen a girl trying to get a man into bed? <laughs> like, flip it. He was like, you're just, you kind of have a very single-minded view on everything. Yeah, so what rang with... he, what... sorry, but what did he say to Joe when he was like, um, about trying to get, um, about trying to get a, women, a woman into bed? And he was like, oh, you'd, you'd get a slap back. Oh, he's like, the... back back in my day, if you'd have um, suggested to a woman to come to bed with you, you would have got a slap in the face and they would have said, what do you take me for a slut? And that led to the question, you're, yeah. what's, the male, what's the male equivalent of a slut? Which really stumped which, him. <laughs> to which he replied, a dickhead, which isn't true. There's no... And Joe, Joe just goes, no, uh, five one five five one. wash your hands. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing every time he did that. Wash your hands. He's it, was, it, got, it got faster he's every just, time. No, he's honestly... He deserves everything and more. But also, like, he, he he turned to Tommy then and he was like, oh, did you get a slap before, did you? And Tommy was like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, so everything was hypothetical. It was so irritating. And then no, I rang my I parents. Don't... And I was yeah, like... what did they think? 
I was like, different generation, like what they're I genuinely did not know what kind of opinion they'd have on it. And I I talked to my dad first and he was like I was like, here, did you see normal people? What did you think of it? And he was like, Yeah, it was grand. He was like, I don't know if it'll hold my attention for twelve episodes, but like what I saw was grand and I was like and then I spoke to my mom and she was just like yeah it was good you know what she'll definitely watch the whole thing and she, I, she was like I think it was really a really accurate portrayal of secondary school because both of them my dad was a vice principal and my mom is an SNA um they were both like it's pretty it is very spot on but sorry in terms but- of the whole like groups bullying just like I and even like secondary school kids having sex like you see it's just it, like it's so realistic but and that's- when Hilda Hilda's only in like she's only out of sixth year or whatever and I was like is it realistic for your experience of sixth year I was like not to you but like for people your age and your group of friends or whatever and she was like oh yeah totally but that's just what I was about to say and that was the argument that kept coming up on Lifeline as well of being like oh it's not normal it's not realistic we don't, we don't want to be giving secondary school students ideas and I'm like girl they like they have like they've been there done that one the t-shirt like at least this shows them that you can have what it like, should look like what it should look like that you can have really good, really like nice sex that's consensual where everyone's protected and it's not awkward. Because this is the thing as well, and this came up at like the when I did the 100 consent thing of, and when we spoke about it, and they were all like, oh, sometimes it can, there's this thing of it being awkward about talking about consent or whatever. And this just, you look at them and at no point are you taken out of the scene where you're not like, this is one of yeah. those like genuinely moving things I've ever watched like yeah it's not smutty like I mean it was really well done things that's also fine it's too like that's your own accord but I just can't that argument I can't understand why people got angry but I suppose it's hard for me to take people like that seriously because it's just me and again maybe it's because I'm in my own uh what's the word like echo chamber of people being really open and accepting and understanding that it, that's just not, those views aren't reflective of the society that we live in. But as you said, it's really hard then to listen to a full hour of several people bringing in being- Several like, lunatics. Like I don't yeah. think, obviously the argument was balanced because Joe was very clearly biased on our side, <laughs> on the right yeah. side. But uh, there was way more loonies than people talking sense, which is in fairness, just golden content for Liveline. Like that, they don't want people on talking sense because that doesn't hype up. That doesn't get conversations starting. It doesn't get press. Like it doesn't, you yeah. know, but what this they was, want. This is the point Joe made as well. So that first in. Yeah. Joe was like, you do know us by us talking about it. Like we're just drawing more attention to it. And she was like, mm, well, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just not getting it all. Like, no. Um. Yeah. So, on a I, final note, yeah, I would say, I, and I think there's a difference between because I know a lot of people because of how popular the book and the TV shows become, and I even remember when the book came out. Just because, like, I know there's people on Twitter who are like I didn't like the book, and you know they would like they kind of feel like a pariah. But like, you're absolutely allowed if you don't vibe with this. That's absolutely fine. But I think it's a different argument to say that it's not realistic or it's yeah uh, you're literally you are just putting a putting a blindfold over yourself by saying this isn't happening this isn't realistic when you're like a 45 year old man do you know yeah. just without has daughters that doesn't want to think about it you know yeah but just on the subject of like not liking things i don't know if you saw that obscenely in my opinion hateful piece 
about Sally Rooney and about like her body of work, whatever. She's she's written two novels, as I said, Conversation with Friends and Normal People. But um, it was the talk of social media last week where um, this woman, I think they identify as a woman, I'm not sure. Ella Corey Wright wrote for The Fence and the headline of the piece was Conversation with Friends about Sally Rooney. An epistolary, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, an epistolary inquiry into the Zekkeis, the novels, the publishers, and me, right? And it opens with the paragraph, I'm the same age as Sally Rooney. I'm a writer too, with three abandoned novels to my name. As a deeply jealous person, I found Rooney mania a bitter pill to swallow over the past few years. The literary success of any of my contemporaries causes me pain, but this was unprecedented. I put off reading her for a long time, but she became the Zekkeist. It was starting to affect my conversation at parties. When eventually I did pick her novels up, I was surprised. I didn't like them. In fact, I didn't think they were very good at all. And then she goes and takes all the exa- these examples of similes she used throughout the two novels and is just, if anyone is listening to this, go read it. And I'd be very interested to hear what people think about it because to me, it just reads of, she's just, she just hates her and she hates the success associated with her, which is just mad like and she, there's a sentence in it where it's like I dug deeper into Rooney's past like a miserable detective where she basically goes and finds all these other people and sees if she can get them to say like bad things or like non-complimentary things about not just her work like it's not even critiques of her work about her as a person it's very very it's very hateful I think to be honest I think it's one of the reasons she's not on Twitter anymore um, it's very sad, but I think, to be honest, it's just one of those things where it's like a very not necessary kind of, what's the word, side effect of having something that is just as successful as this. Yeah, you'll always get one, at least. It's just, it's mad. But yeah, if you haven't read the book or you're thinking about the TV show, all you need to know, essentially, is that it's a story about sex, class and power. And in my opinion, it's very good. And relationships. And relationships, yeah, fundamentally. And communication. Like, the and amount bullying. of time... And bullying. And chains. And gash um, And fringes. And, and fringes. And... Southsiders. And... Yeah. And depression. Oh, yeah. We didn't even... We didn't even scratch the surface on that, but there is a really, really... I really... The only time you cried a lot of it, the only time I was on the verge of tears was watching him talk with the therapist about his depression. I thought Sorry. that was so, so good. Gave him all the awards going. I cried the last, like the second last episode is when the his fr- their friend dies and they all go back home. Then yeah. in the church, when Connell shakes the dad's hand and the oh, dad, God, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, over the edge. And then obviously I like, the last episode. Yeah, it's just... It's so it is very well done. I do have some questions though that I that were raised initially by Graham O'Toole, who hosts um Fully Charged on Spin 1038. And I thought they were very interesting because they were they were questions that I hadn't really thought about. Um okay. was Connell's floor sticky after she let the ice cream melt? Oh my god, that stressed me out so much when it just showed her putting the ice cream on the ground and then never went back to it. That really that was all I could think about was like what has happened that ice cream? Um, when herself and Connell were going home for Christmas, who were all the Christmas presents for? There were a lot yeah. of Christmas presents. There were. But there was kids. There 
I know. There's a lot of family there the next day, in fairness. Marianne's money come to good use in Smith's there. It's all. Yeah, so definitely. That's oh, all. I like these. I'll bloody say. That was it, actually. There was, there's it's a gap question that I don't fully understand. Maybe someone could give context to. Why did the keeper stay on his line? Do you know that? Oh, I don't. Let me know. No. Um, he also said, I bet Marianne's brother is a small dick. And he also hopes that Niall, the Northern roommate, um, is happy. To be honest. Yeah, all the best for Niall, to be honest. All the best. It's what he deserves. It's what um, he deserves. I could ge- I could genuinely talk about this all day. Like, it's so multi- I know, you could. Um, we, uh, we won't, because we're, we've been here an hour already, so nearly an hour. I drank a whole okay. pint of water and I do need to eat. Would you believe? Would you believe? I would. I'm missing the sunset as well. Oh, not that, not that, not your fave thing. I had two uh, virgin pina coladas while we were recording, which is just oh pineapple juice and coconut milk. No, it's just pineapple juice and ice. <laughs> That's not a pina colada. Don't I even. <laughs> I just like telling lies. Okay, do you want me to do these? I might. I might have some funny tweets. Um, sorry, Nish Kumar said, yes, more people was good, but where's the show for those of us who didn't bang our way through uni and instead streamed US TV shows illegally in the university library and drank five pints of, pints of Guinness every night and farted ourselves to sleep alone? <laughs> very true. There are so many good TikToks that I will, that I'll... Um, put on I'll the put socials. Them. But sorry, also one of the other issues that came up during the Liveline thing was someone made the point... Um, She's somewhat now. This is a hateful point. She's a single mother. She doesn't have a profession or a vocation. She's just a cleaner. Not that there's anything wrong with cleaning, but and as a former cleaner, that hurt me deeply because cleaning is vocation. Okay. But she might be cleaning. I'm sure she's cleaning several houses, not just theirs. That's the thing, yeah. There's several places. Um. Yeah. Fair oh, enough. sorry. Can I talk about, sorry, I know this is really annoying, but I know another criticism of normal people as well, or like, and I saw Frankie Hyde actually tweeted it, basically saying, I've decided that normal people is the straight culty cousin of Call Me By Your Name, which isn't wrong if anyone has watched Call Me By Your Name. Um, mm, is that I, just because they both take place in Italy? No, they don't. No. It's, <laughs> no. One is France, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, I suppose it's like, exa- like putting two <laughs> extremely intense relationships under a microscope, but... I think there's a criticism that I know I saw Colm who listens to the podcast he said that all he like I think there's a still a big lack of that kind of like I think there needs to be a normal people that for not there doesn't need to be a normal people for LGBT audiences but they're still no, I they think, get enough they do breathe they do <laughs> it was a joke it was a joke don't cancel it please. was a joke it was a joke uh. <laughs> um, get enough. Um, get there enough. is there is a lack of that kind of seeing that kind of relationship that's so explicit and so intense and so reflective of an LGBT experience. Like there's still a lack of that, definitely. So that's all I want to say as well. It's not perfect, but yeah, there you go. Give give the gays what they want is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Now can I do my mini bandwagons? Yes, I've been you can do ages. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I found That's my new I found my new favourite Twitter account and I really hope you've seen this. It's okay. basically it's called Internet Explorer and it's basically 
a parody account that just tweets news that like really old news as if it's just happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like, um, let me see. Oh, like iPhone six drops this week. Who's excited on May first? Like it's just. I don't know how to explain it. It's basically taking the piss out of how slow Internet Explorer is, but I just find it so funny. Our sources can confirm Osama bin Laden has been killed. <laughs> just extremely delayed in getting news. I would recommend it for a follow if you want, if you like to laugh. You remember Osama bin Laden? Not really, not personally. <laughs> I don't either. I've done this. It's only for the sarcasm. Carry on. Um. It has like it has like twenty thousand followers. Nineteen point seven. Crazy. Um secondly, there's a new series on Netflix I'm very excited about. It's called Hollywood. And it is by oh, the creators. Yes. It is by the creators of Glee, um, Ryan Murphy and Ian Brennan, who also did um The Politician, Screen Queens, all those kind of campy series. Um so it's an American miniseries starring a big ensemble. I was going to read them all out, but who cares? Um, Darren Chris. Darren Chris. Darren Chris plays a straight man. Could you, if you can believe it? Can you believe then, it? I cannot. Um. So it's a mini series about a group of aspiring actors and filmmakers during the Hollywood Golden Age in the post World War Two era, trying to make their dreams come true. It looks incredible. It looks just so the costumes and the glamour of it all just look looks class. When does that drop or is it up now? It's out now. It's up now on Netflix. There's only seven episodes. Um, and it's all based on like, there's people playing like actual celebrities from that time, I think. Um, Lit. So watch that. And then finally, when the restrictions get extended to 5K, when this goes out, I'll be able to go to the beach. Um, so for my walk is it, sorry so, is your third mini bandwagon the beach no it's not don't be a dickhead it's darkness and delight <laughs> now you feel bad no um, I do feel bad <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't you stop me <laughs> I can't I can I can never take any responsibility please do darkness and delight please support PA House for it. they do great work yeah so I think me and the girls are going to go down for a walk on the beach on Saturday morning so basically they obviously they can't do the marathon or the run this year so um, people, they're asking people to do it in their gardens or within their 2k or 5k or whatever um, and donate online so we're going to do that we're going to go down to whatever beach is within 5k on Saturday morning but get up and watch the sunrise out on your doorstep even I think it'll be nice it'll be a nice thing for us all to do together for I a good do- cause I did it one year and it was honestly like just the most amazing. It was so good. I really can't. I look back on it very fondly of doing it. Yeah. Describe it. Just watching it come up and you still have your whole day and you have a nice breakfast after. And And the beauty is you can just go back to bed because you've nowhere to go. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, Where would you be going? Not anywhere else. Do you have anything to include? You're saying that as if I should. Should I? Oh, you just sound like you have a lot to say today. I just could talk about this forever and ever. I feel like we barely touched on it, but... Like, I know, I know. I, re- I really wish... I had shut the fuck up. We could talk... No, we could talk to Paul Meskell, king of my heart. I is know. he the hottest man in our... Is he the hottest Irish man ever? I would say so. Is he the hottest Irish man ever? Sounds like a headline. Yeah, I really wish he'd text me like, back. Ca- 
Colin Farrell's got nothing like. Yeah, honestly, Colin Farrell who? Don't know him. We will, the memes the, will keep you going. So keep an eye on our Insta because we'll be dropping them at regular intervals. Um, uh, he also sings on his Instagram. If you do enjoy looking at Paul Mescal, he is a singer and a poet. It's very enjoyable. He's he's just very enjoyable. Do you reckon Daisy Edgar Jones is a bit snapping though? That he's like just the the messiah of the show, like. Uh, maybe yeah. Well, like that's what you get for being a Brit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to. No, I did so well for the hour. No, don't. That's fine. Uh, we don't really mean it. No. Um, um. Are you are you winking or finger guns? I'm winking, but I'm like clicking my mouth to try and visually indicate. But anyway. Okay. Let's call this whole thing off. Um. Thanks for listening as always. If you want to leave us a nice review, that would really make us incredibly happy. Um. We're back on Friday with off the wagon, are we? For Patreon. Yeah. We probably should do that at some stage, yeah. Um, we're doing off the wagon, yeah, this Friday for Patreon. It is this week, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and when are you going to do I'll your tarot do- reading for patrons? I will do my tarot reading on Thursday night, this week. Amazing. Okay. Let's keep an eye out for that. I said it now. We've gotten a load of new people, so thanks so much. We do really appreciate it. Um, I'm Fanula. I'm Breed. You've been listening to Bandwagons. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.